0: In the sports talk radio justice world, mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous. The dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad known as the Lance J Radio Network. These are their stories.
1: Back on the Lance J Radio Network, as I've said, I've been doing a series on my alma mater, Oakwood University, trying to get people that I know and have relationships with to come in and not just celebrate black excellence and their experience at an HBCU, but also talk about, I've been fortunate enough to matriculate and, and be around people that have, that have really gone on to do some prominent things within the music industry. And this being a, a a sports and music. show, I wanted to, I wanted to bring on one of my old friends. I've had a chance. I always tell people, that I actually sang in a group with this guy for about for about a week and a half. Way back <laughs> when I was a freshman at Oakwood uh, University. Exactly. I sang I sang in a in like a quartet with this this guy for a week and a half and and he was extremely talented. He's gone on obviously to much, much, much bigger and better things than wasting his time singing with me. But I wanted to bring my friend Ricky Court, who is a member of Naturally Seven. If you've never heard of Naturally Seven, you need to go check them out. They have a fantastic style of music, that they they use their voices as literal instruments—guitars, drums, um, horns, all of that stuff. And and Ricky Court is a member of Naturally Seven. He's he's toured all over the world. They have many albums out. They've been featured on various on various uh, showcases on network television as well. Very prominent group. So I wanted to wanted to welcome my friend and uh. And former and such as myself, Ricky Court, to our to our show. Thanks for coming on the show, Ricky. Man, I really appreciate wow. you coming oh, in to chat with thank me. Thank you for
2: man. having me. Man. Thank you for having me. I've been wanting to get uh, you on it, for it, quite it, some time. Yeah, it, 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 it's been a, every every time I'm I'm about to come on, I'm I'm somewhere somewhere across the world. But right now, no one is traveling anywhere. Right. <laughs> this right. Is, um. This is, this is you know. Definitely times worse times in 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 a
1: sense. So tell 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 my listeners coast to coast, and and even those that listen in on internet radio across the globe. Tell tell us a little bit about your background. How did how did you get started singing? I remember, if I remember correctly, you were also a pretty good athlete. You were you were a high jump guy. I remember because you're not extremely tall. I think you're about five ten, five eleven ish. I remember you coming in Oakwood, being able to dunk. And looking at this guy is like he's not really that tall, you know. You shouldn't be that athletic, but but then you see that you're actually a musician. How did you get into music? I know that you're from Detroit, but what is what is the basis for for your love for music and your your growth and advancement in that career?
2: Well, truthfully, man, I um I was I was really more into sports um in high school. I was um, I was very curious about um, track and field. Um, um I. I my plan was to um, to go to the University of Michigan and um, and track there. Um, uh, coming from, from, from Detroit, um, but I at the very last moment, um, uh, had 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 a had a change of partner. um decided to go to Oakwood, and I've been singing all my life. Um, I've been singing since for thousands. For thousands. No, but I wasn't really serious about it, like serious, serious, until I got to Oakwood, and I I remember the exact moment when I was like, when when things changed. I got I got to Oakwood, and it was the very first Friday night, and I've never been to an Oakwood AY, uh, I, and I was absolutely floored by three thousand people singing it in, in harmony. I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. Like, if you if you haven't if you haven't experienced it, it sounds like I'm exaggerating. But you, uh, like you know that that when when you if you if you're if you're used to congregational singing or uh, people um, you know proud crowd singing in it, it and there's just some people that can sing in there. I, I was not prepared for everyone. To sing in harmony like that and it changed the way i looked at things i was like
1: what this, this is possible they really do this right yeah i've always i've always said and, that i've always said that oakwood has talent that if you could extrapolate the talent it's, it's on par to what you saw in motown and you're from detroit in in the 1960s no and 70s i mean you can go to oakwood at the time that we were there there are roughly 2100 students there you could find 300 people that could sing and probably hundred and twenty people that could really, really sing. That were extremely talented. For those listening, if you if you don't understand, Oakwood Oakwood is a faith based school, so we would have kind of these these impromptu intramural type concerts on Friday evenings at Oakwood. And and like Ricky said, there would be twenty five hundred people, three thousand people there, and they would all be singing in harmony. And people would be singing, groups would be singing on stage, and it was it was a great time and a great experience i wanted to ask you because i had i had the illustrious fortune of of singing in in the oakwood aeolian group with you which which roughly was about 25 to 30 people we toured a lot i've been to jamaica with you i've been to la with you i've been to bermuda with you i think i've been in jamaica with you and got lost i think that you were my roommate once we got lost in kingston (laughs) jamaica and we were wandering around Kingston, Jamaica, wondering if, if someone was gonna jump out the bush and, and get well,
2: us it, it was a terrible idea. <laughs> what
1: what was what awesome. was it? I've talked to I had a chance to interview Joy Barnum. I've interviewed Makita Hampton. They all talked about how working and singing with Aeolians was kind of a jump off point for their music careers downstream. What was that time singing in Aeolians as a 20 year old, but traveling and, and always being on the road and having to make those adjustments? What was that like for you and how did that help you to hone your craft uh, into being the the star that you've become and, and really pursuing this as a, as a long-term career
2: and, and achieving greatness? Um, well, Truthfully it was I, I I can't say enough about how formative it was. It, it it taught me so many things that I did every single day. It it taught me about about being truly being a professional and and, and uh really concentrating on improving your craft, like and treating your voice like an instrument. It uh it really taught me about uh Singing in a way that 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 is healthy and sustainable, and and getting emotion out of out of your voice as well as just just using using your talent in in a way that that can can get something across to people that that other mediums really struggle to do. I I learned all of that in 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 the Aeolian, and to this day I. I I've, I've sung I've sung professionally for over twelve years, fifteen years, and um, to this day, even even singing on like on uh, on like a Grammy stage or 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 any I still have not been with a collection of top notch talent. There are people there are people that never got a solo in the aliens. That 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 absolutely can sing professionally anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. and that that's no that's no exaggeration. There, we had we had. I I I, I remember that we would go into into a concert not knowing who was going to solo at any point. It, when when the, when the song started playing, we. We we would know okay this is the song we're singing and we wouldn't know who's going to sing the solo until the director pointed it.
1: Right. Gotta gotta it, gotta, gotta could, always be ready.
2: It could be it could be anyone and that and that is that is a in, in insane level of talent. And to this day, I don't think I I've sung with a um, with a group that is as talented. And we. And the, the crazy thing about it is, this is a clinic Every year, people, there will be people that are great that graduate, and next right. and the next year, the freshman class be as as great. It's like Alabama um, football. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Alabama football has great Or, or yeah. at the
1: time, at the time, University of Miami football. So you had, yeah, you had Willis. Yeah, you had Willis McGahee left, but Clinton Portis was right behind him. <laughs> you yeah. had. Uh, yeah, you had Ed Reed leave, but Sean Taylor was right behind him. It, it was a, as I said, it was a it was a fantastic experience. I remember Ricky, I remember that you would have most of us that traveled and, and you and I traveled pretty much the whole time that we were there. Um yeah. we basically had the same seats and I sat in the back with, with you and a couple of other people. Yeah. I was pretty much around you guys every day for 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 four years. And I remember I remember sharing CDs with you and all of us were lugging around these huge C D booklets with various with various CDs in them. Uh, because this was before this is before the Apple technology and the iPads and all of that stuff. And 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 it's just it was just a part of life I'd be like, Hey Ricky, can I borrow that root C D because I can't find mine? And you really developed a brotherhood and there there was so much talent of people that sang in those groups and like you said it was it was really a way of life I mean you had to me not even being a professional such as yourself you always had to prepare your voice you always had to prepare your time and really be a professional and take care of your instrument take care of your body uh, be timely and be prepared to perform uh, when you had concerts kind of moving forward this is a sports show I want to ask you a couple of sports questions you're in LA, you're in one of the, the, the biggest markets in the country. I know that your mayor just said today that he doesn't think that there are going to be any sports until 2021 with the social distancing and, and with some of the things that we're doing to combat the COVID 19 virus. Uh, I think that California's done a fantastic job of kind of social distancing and keeping people from congregating. That saved a lot of lives. Uh, we were a little bit behind you out in Arizona. But your governor pushed our Governor to do some things, and we've seen the cases per capita in those states not as high as you see back east. I know you have family in Detroit, uh, which is a place that's kind of struggling right now. Um so I think that our governors did a did a decent job of of keeping people away from each other uh, to buy some time to to hopefully, open this economy and all these things back up again. What do you feel about the concept? Because you're in the epicenter. I know you're a basketball dude. I've spent many, many hours arguing with you and John Nixon and Brian Rivers about basketball on the back of the bus in in at Oakwood University. What do you think yes. about Kawhi versus LeBron? That seemed like an inevitable collision course and that may or may not happen now. Um what
2: does I say I I would I am for, this, for the prospect of it, but I actually, um, I I I happen to be I, I don't I don't know if I'm I'm in, in, in the majority, but I have to be uh, to, to be of the belief that that the Lakers are going to be uh going to the finals. I think they would have um I think they would have beat the Clippers in the um in the in, in the Western Conference finals. Yeah, I agree. And, and going on, to, I think I think Kobe's Kobe's
1: tragic passing really galvanized that team. I, I think that they were not going to be I, denied. I think that's where it was trending.
2: I. I think I think it was um I think it was it was, it was a team that was destined to to to, to right. over to overcome that and and their and really their size at every position was 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 something that uh, I don't think I don't think in a in a seven game situation you're gonna really be able to overcome because when when all things are when all things are equal and you still have LeBron I I. Because when 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 you are inferior and you have LeBron, you still have a chance, right? When you when when things are equal, you we, have saw we saw that
1: we saw that with the case. old Cavs teams.
2: <laughs> yes. I mean,
1: I mean, they had Mo Williams they, out there. They, they, they might as well have me and you out there, LeBron. LeBron 55 fifty-five, sixty with me and you.
2: They they they, they had they the they actually, actually the the best performance I think was the year before they beat the seventy seventy three when. Um, Warriors team, where LeBron was out there with Matthew Dellavedova, and and like a maintenance man, and a dude that you said was selling peanuts, like he was out there absolutely. They, and they could have given him yet. They they lost in they lost in six or five. No,
1: they lost in six. Um, they were actually they up to in- They were up two one in that series, and Steve Kerr figured out that they could take the center off the floor because because Cleveland didn't have any size. Kevin Love was out and they could play with with five small people and just spread out the yeah. floor. And then, then they blew the Cavs out in three consecutive games. But I think that I agree with you. I, I really liked, I, I wanted to see Kawhi versus LeBron uh, as someone that lives out here on the West Coast with you. I was very excited and very invested in that. What do you, what do you think about the concept of having sports? Because I know that uh, President Trump has been meeting with Mark Cuban and meeting with Alex Rodriguez and other people who are ambassadors for the various sports leagues throughout the country, Vince McMahon, people of that ilk. What do you think about the concept of actually having sports with no fans in the stands? Do you feel like that's safe? Do you think that that's a viable television product or should we just wait until we're able to come um, up with a vaccina- vaccination or the or the COVID-19 dies
2: out? Well, here's the thing. Um, I, I think that, I don't see that I don't see that there will be a vaccination for another uh possibly possibly what twelve to twelve to eighteen months. So um but I think that sports can still be a viable television product if you if you if you focus it on on just just for instance if, if it's basketball just on the port. Uh, you, can, you you will have you will have to have a court, like for instance you can do it in Florida where there are there are there are many many more camera angles to be had um, you, you can you can revamp the product you, you I think you would probably have to sequester the team that are participating in the playoffs right. in two cities um, one, one East Coast City one West Coast City and all of the teams are there.
1: Uh, and I've heard about that. I've heard that then, I've heard that Vegas is a potential hotspot. I've even heard that they might try to take this thing, since there are no one in the stands, they just need to plan a regula- regulation court. I've heard they might try to take this thing out to Montana or Sioux Falls, South Dakota, or somewhere where nobody lives and there's a very minimal infection potential. And and those are some interesting decisions. That are going to be be made, and, and I think in the next in the next thirty days. I mean, this is a huge thirty days. We've seen with the curve with coronavirus, it seems, and I'm putting on my healthcare hat. It seems that the curve is starting to go backwards. It seems that social distancing is starting to work. But I think, Ricky, I think we need as Americans, we need something to watch. I know that I can only watch episodes aye. of Better Call Saul in Ozarks so many times. I mean, I can only watch that over and over again. Um, we we really aye, really aye, need this.
2: Aye. I, I, I agree. I think I think that it. I think that Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban, and um, especially I uh, I think the there there are people that have, have like progressive ideas, like um, Dana White from um, from the UFC, uh, who you know they are they're trying to um, they're trying to do this as an isolated product. So mm-hmm. for instance, sequestering this like uh, I I hear talking, Dana White is saying that he he has a claim. That he that he is planning to um, to their fighters with he's going to call it Fight Island, and and basically have them out there. They they, they so they are they they have the testing the medical right. facility whatever whatever the case is there, yeah. and so so they're not they're not spreading it, but but it is a much uh, it's a much larger prospect to to, to do, for instance. And NFL team where where there, what 50, 52, right. 52 guys on the roster 50, 53 on the roster yeah 50, 53 on the roster practice squad guys and and their families and like and there their there's so many there's so many teams and so many so many markets and all the ancillary people that that. Put on it. Put on an NFL game would be a very, very dark prospect. It's the same make major league
1: baseball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking Basketball.
2: about large
1: rosters, large groups of people. Um, people will have to make the choice, Ricky, if they want to be holed up at the Palms in Las Vegas at a hotel for four months and not have any the access months. to to their family. And and you're already seeing. I was looking at Mike Trout out in your area, out in Anaheim, was saying that. He does not think that it's a good idea to try to run with this uh, MLB proposal. He does not like the idea of quarantining and being away from his family. Mike Trout is the highest paid player in the history of baseball. He's universally respected as one of the top two or three players in baseball right now. So there, I think there are going to be players that buck on this, and they're going to say, especially the ones that are already getting paid, they're going to say that, hey, I don't want to be away from my family in these, in these tif- difficult times. I might have people in my family that are affected by COVID-19. I wanna be with my wife, I wanna be with my kids. I don't wanna be in some hotel in Barstow, California for for six months uh, by myself. And, and those are gonna be some difficult decisions. As we come to the end of the segment, I wanted to ask you an important question. Someone such as yourself, like I have said, we talked about your, your music career and, and your preparation. I've personally watched you, I remember Ricky being in Vegas with Aeolians and watching you compete and win a a competition in Vegas, and that was kind of your breakout moment for me personally. Because I always knew that you could sing, always knew that you had talent, but I saw you personally how you prepared for that competition and how you came out and just knocked it out of the box. and And I remember being so proud and happy for you. as was just like this guy's arrived. He's he's gonna do really big things. In his music career, how are you staying sharp? How are the guys from Naturally Seven staying sharp in in this time? Are you guys are you doing Zoom and singing together? Or are you passing parts um, around? Where you sing one part and someone sings the other part? What are you guys doing to to keep your vocals together during well, this quarantine time? Well,
2: I am I'm very religious about um, about practice, uh, and I have been have been since since we sang together in the US, I I I, so I vote lives every day. I am very meticulous about my, um, um vocal health and, um, and working on things. So that none of that stops because I, because I'm sequestered. Mm. Um, as far as the group, um, uh, we, we, we have, we have only done like one thing where we, where we try to get together, get together and, um, and, and work on things with pass parts around, um, digitally, but, but that's, that's something that we have always done because we all live in different cities. I'm the only one that lives in Los Angeles. We have three guys that live in, in, in Atlanta. We have a guy that lives in Florida and we have another guy that lives in Kenya. So, like, we are, we are used to, um, to, to passing parts around and Okay. You learn on your own. When, when we come together over the road, that's when, we, uh, mm. that's when we put things together. If you have a tour coming up, we will often, um, block out, block out two, three days. Be in one location and rehearse, <laughs> like like have a um, have a rehearsal studio situation where we where we have the the stage, the mics, everything like it's gonna be, and and we we will we will work out all the kinks of a new tour there before we actually take it on the road. So that's that's something that um, we are used to doing. So we we will um we will continue to do that. But on a, on another note, Matt, I remember that. That um, that competition, and you have no idea, like how how important that that moment in Las Vegas was to me as as a professional singer, because like uh, it's a it's a story for me because that that time I was actually making decisions about whether I wanted to be honest about wanting to be a professional singer. Mm. And so, um, I remember Pastor Nixon was doing this, um, this, uh, revival series on how to know God's will for your life. And, um, so he, he, he puts, um, puts forth a, uh, a, a bunch of steps. The first thing you have to be honest with yourself about, what, if you have a, a question before you, uh, that's a, that's a yes or no, left or right type thing, you have to be honest with yourself about what you want the answer to be, so if you want the answer to be left. Okay. And then you have to, um, lay your will aside and say, okay, but if you, if God, if you say, um, it, I want it to be left, but if you say it's right, I'm going left. Uh, and then you have to choose a, choose a sign that is involved in your situation, but outside of your control. So it's a kind of, kind of thing where the fleece is, um, the fleece is wet and the ground is dry, that type of thing. Um, and that <coughs> competition ended up being, I, I I said, God, if you want me to, um, if you want me to go forward and do this thing professionally, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in this competition, and and, and if, if if anything, I will play. And you, and if, if if you don't want me to do it, I won't. And so I I prepared like meticulously. I I I, I prepared. I was fully I was fully ready. But the people that we had just from our school were absolutely they were all top notch. Yeah, phenomenal, and
1: phenomenal if, group.
2: if 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 I am if I'm being honest, they were all the the, the three that we had in the competition with us, we, we, we put four in the competition. If I'm honest, the three that we had were better than. Me. And so we I went forth into the competition and I did my I, I remember I was doing on deck, on deck, said, you're up next. And the guy, there's a guy from, um, from Warhouse that went right before me and he sang my song. He sang the song I was going to perform right, next, right up next. And not only did he sing it, he killed me. And I, when I heard him go, I was like, my, my whole my whole demeanor, I, I felt completely react, relaxed because I was like, okay, well, there's your answer right there. You heard him, you heard him go, and he was awesome. <laughs> so just go for him, be loose because it doesn't matter. You've already lost. Mm. And so I went up there and I did my thing. And when when they're when they're announcing <laughs> the, the winner, they went they got to um they got to the um the people that 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 were placing, and I wasn't even listening. And and they were like, and and, and so I, I remember people in the parking. Freaky, they such your name. They such your name. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And the, the the guy that went before me, he didn't play, but I did. And so I right. I I took that as a clear sign that this is what I was
1: supposed to do. It 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 was it was an eye opener. I was there. I I remember the day like it was yesterday, and I just remember how proud we were in the group for for your success and continue to be proud ricky for for your success it's so great one of the the things that that i've done on this show and i've I've had an opportunity to interview people that i idolize and worship i've interviewed pete rock on this show i've interviewed yeah. gilly the kid who has the top podcast in the country on this show i've i've interviewed. Some very famous, Philadelphia Freeway has been on this show to talk about getting a kidney transplant. Bushwick Bill did this show the week before he passed away. So I've had a chance to talk to some some really awesome people. But reconnecting with some of the people from Oakwood, that's where this all started for me. And to be honest, although I didn't go into a music career, the training that I had from Dr. Mallory and singing Aeolians, it was instrumental to my radio career because many of the same principles, that you use as far as taking care of your voice and, and really being prepared. I applied a lot of those same things to, to my radio career. And, and I talk to my friends all the time, um, people that go to Oakwood, we ain't scared to sing in front of a crowd. We're not scared to get up. We're not scared in our day job. We're not scared at our day job to present in front of the board of directors or, or stand up in front of 300 people and do a speech because that, that was just a day-to-day for us. And um that's what makes the HBCU experience uh, so so fantastic. And that's why I'm doing this series. I, I have to cut to to a break because I'm up against it, but but I wanted to thank you for coming on, Ricky. If you want to check out Ricky, go to Instagram, follow him at Ricky Court Live, R-I-C-K-Y-C-O-R-T live. You can see a lot of the vocal preparedness that he's doing. You can see what he's doing with Naturally 7. There are a lot of clips on there from from him touring Paris, Amsterdam, Belgium, all of those good places. And And thoughts and prayers to your family. I know you have family in Detroit. I, I hope that you're all healthy, and I hope that your family out in L.A. continues to be healthy and, and your children. And um, look forward to yeah. talking to you again, man. We got we to gotta do this again sometime when you're back on the road. For
2: sure, for sure.
1: All right. My Thank pleasure, man. Thanks so much. You on, man. Absolutely.
2: All right.
0: You are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. We cannot teach grown people new tricks. Nah, you gotta get into the, to, we, to have the to, we, we have to change the culture,
1: and the reason the reason why we have to change the culture because it needs to change. So I'm in I'm in the school for two weeks. I'm ha- I had my first test. They get graded tomorrow. Um, I'm teaching them the culture about putting playlists together, mm. like a mixtape. Make their own mixtape. The best mixtape gets a platinum record or some headphones. That's
0: dope. James Lewis. You cranks. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get them you get, you get yeah. cranks? Yeah.
1: So plug or, for cranks. Or or or, or video game, because they have got some gamers. All right. You know, I got some students and I got twenty students. Boom. I get a call from School of Hip Hop. Again, they want you to go to ASU and teach a curriculum
0: class. Wow. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. I see you in favor a forty five.
2: Tonight I do. And I keeps one in the chamber in case you ponder it. And that showpiece you got there. Walther PPK, 380, double action. Hit hey, them Walters like to jump some. As will you, with one in your elbow. That gun ain't got enough firepower to make my joint useless. It definitely won't stop me from emptying down half my mag. You might not hit me. This range? And this caliber? Even if I miss, I can't miss. I admire a man with confidence.
0: You're listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Freeagentradio.com Free to play what we want. Free to say what we want. Freeagentradio.com Beat rock and drop the beat. You're listening.
1: My life it would be mecca in the soul brother i love you
0: to death cousin <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with you bro
1: it's that return of that 12 buddy
0: you know it all started from heavy d he started you know everything and i was basically under him and you know he believed in what i was doing and stuff and we worked together and experimented and you know decided to you know
2: you know do music together